And welcome to this lo-fi episode of Kayfabe is Not Dead. I'm your host, CJ. And uh, tonight, we got uh, only one other host. Uh, yeah, I'm all you need, man. I'm the but, reigning champ. Yeah, I was about to I was about to say, we have the reigning uh, predictions champ. Not Hans Gruber, if you're watching uh, the, the video version. But uh, in fact, that's Jess. How, how's it going over there? That's going great, man, over here in the Starlet City. How are things on your end? Uh, no complaints. Well, okay, I'm not going to lie. We, we, got, we got some complaints about it. Oh, uh, we got plenty of complaints. Yeah, and I guess we can, uh, we can segue directly into this, uh, this Raw and SmackDown recap. We don't have any uh, pay-per-views coming up for a couple more weeks, so no, no predictions episode. Uh, but we can definitely talk about the overall direction that they're going into and, uh, and uh, whether we agree with uh, their decisions or not. And I think uh, we, will, we will definitely have some, uh, some opinions, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, we got plenty of opinions, man. It's a question of whether or not WWE is going to hear it and make any changes. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll start with Raw, and uh, may- maybe maybe the Dapper will give us uh, some some input next time uh, when he can join us. But uh, but anyway, okay, you can't even get a, his score on the board <laughs> for our predictions. You think has a chance of uh, doing anything? Well, do do you, uh, do you have any theories as to why he he can't show up today? I mean, from what I gather, this isn't the first sport he can't perform in, so we'll just we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think it's been a running issue, and we'll we'll leave him to his struggle. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, start with Raw. We got uh, Roman Reigns coming out, and he he gets a sea of booze, and he uh, declares himself the next number one contender at SummerSlam. Uh, and it doesn't matter who wins at Great Balls of Fire. He's, uh, he's the one that beat The Undertaker, so I think that's like the third time since WrestleMania that they've actually referenced it, and, uh, it, and that it's his yard and his rules, and Ugh. then, and, uh, and then Joe comes out and they fight later. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, those are fighting words. I mean... If this is all leading to Reigns turning heel, it's perfect. But if this that's is that's not where they're going with this, that's, it's so frustrating. That like I feel like a broken record because you know, not not we're not the only ones that that bring this up. You know, if you if anybody listening to this probably if they don't share this opinion, they at least understand it, and it's that you know Reigns is not booked correctly. And everything he was doing was great if you put it in a heel lens. But the minute Joe comes out and they do that whole awkward Samoan, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to call you Samoa Samoa Joe because you're not Samoan. Like, what what the fuck are you talking about? Like, uh, Yeah, I, I don't even have a comment on this, man. I, I, if you – there's a game I like to play called Is It Racist? If you change Samoa – Samoan out for any other word that can be used to describe a race or an ethnicity, it's racist. But somehow in the WWE, being Samoan gives you a pass. Like, it's the weirdest shit to me that this is an issue or even something they're going to continuously bring up the way they do. Uh, well, I think it's, I think what they were going for was it's the fact that both of them are Samoan and Dapper could correct us, but I'm pretty sure Reigns 
has some sort of actual connection to the rock uh but uh but no. you know the whole rain rains <laughs> no, whole rains whole attitude it was weird especially because as joe pointed out rains beat him on his debut so i don't this whole thing sucked and we're moving on well who hasn't reigns beat at this point he didn't beat balor and then balor came back and he beat balor for whatever reason well whenever whenever the crowd whenever the crowd figures that out and it's like oh wait is roman reigns a jobber uh they'll just put uh a tag team against him and have reigns go over clean against like the tag team champions like what happened with the uh, with uh, the club? I, 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 I oh, that, then obviously he's like the strongest because nobody. I'm, I'm fucking speechless, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the way they booked him against the League of Nations, which was, you know, a numerous amount of world heavyweight champions, a hundred other things, like, and he beats them all in under five minutes. It's like, well, fuck. Like, if he can beat five people who have all previously been champs. A king of the ring and the current champion in just, under five minutes. Just give Who him the fuck's ev- a challenge for him? Just give give him every belt. Give him every belt. So uh, we'll move on to the next match. We had the club versus the Hardy Boys, uh, and this is a this is an okay match. Uh, uh, you know anything that gets to show off the club because they for some reason are buried on the card. Uh, yeah. I, the cl- the club doesn't even make sense to me. They're a team that was brought over. They constantly lose. They're not paired with anybody. AJ or they're not paired. Yeah, they're not pay- paired or with, with AJ they- or with Balor. Yeah. It- well, no. They. What I'm saying. <laughs> I kind of wanted to bring this up at the end of the show. And they got like but, four heel tag teams. Well, they got one face at the moment. What the hell? Well, that's I wanted to. I I kind of wanted to talk about this when when bringing up SmackDown, but like the qual the 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 quality has been up and down, and even though I liked Money in the Bank, it wasn't the greatest pay per view. No, I um, think we can agree to that. Yeah. So. But with that said, I'm I'm just comparing WWE as a whole, not Raw and Smack. I'm taking the whole product, the product as a whole. They have so many good wrestlers. Why why do they insist on only doing like one one tag pro program and then a couple matches? Like they do that with the tag division and they do that with the women's division when they have they have like five or six tag teams on each uh on each show and they have like five to six uh pretty decent female wrestlers unless they're feuding over the belt it like doesn't count so but instead we're getting like subpar promos and like time wasters when we could just be having more matches (laughs) you know is essentially what i'm getting at like like there's no reason why the club or a team like even somebody like the Hype Bros on SmackDown or American Alpha, they're probably a better example. Like, there's no reason why they can't be constantly booked as being strong and potential contenders while a feud like the Hardy Boys and uh, Sheamus and Cesaro is still running its course. I mean, yeah, you don't have a sub-tag team championship like you do 
the Universal and Intercontinental title and vice versa on SmackDown. But you can still have like other feuds going on. Like, are they are they gonna have uh, the revival just sit on their hands while? Well, the revival's the revival's out on injury right now. Well, they're coming it, back though. That's what the whole teaser is. They're coming back, and they. I am glad they're not just acting like nope. They're gone forever now. Like, how hard would it be to go have somebody with a camera show Strowman lifting weights in the background and say, as "Soon as my elbow heals, I'm coming back," and you know, let us know what he's going to do as soon as he gets back mm-hmm. or what he's planning on doing. Like, it, they just have characters that disappear. They forget about everybody else, and they hyper-focus on things that don't fucking matter. It's what I feel is honestly happening. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> we get, uh, we got, after the, our... For a three-hour show, they can't build anything successfully. Yeah, the, 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 the character development has definitely, unless, unless you're a top-tier, uh... But even uh, there, what has Roman Reigns' character development been? No, 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 I'm, I'm saying, uh, top, top-tier, uh... Mike, if if you have top t- tier Mike skills or you're just that damn good at wrestling, you will get over with the crowd. And I mean, we can list everybody that's over. You know, you got you got KO, you got AJ, you know, you got Alexa Bliss, you have Charlotte, you know, you have uh, you know various raw people like uh, like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and uh, and the Hardys. But you know. For all all of the the guys stuck in the mid card, whether they're the t- the tag teams or the women or the um, uh, or the singles competitors, the singles men, uh, if you're in the mid card, it's like a black hole, and you're not going to get any story unless you can convince the crowd to to put yourself over. And yes, yeah, no, but uh, mid card hell is definitely a thing that. They are that both shows suffer from, and I can't yeah, believe it. I was gonna say not, not to the same degree. Smackdown to a lesser degree, and there are multiple theories as to why that is. You know, it could be just the writers on that show are better, or the two hours doesn't can you know they can you know squeeze the product down to like the essentials, and that that keeps them focused. I don't know what exactly it is, but. Um, Anyway, we actually had the club and Hardy Boys fight, and after yeah, finally they're they're away from uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, which well, kind of. <laughs> uh... They're gonna keep going with that feud, probably. Uh, I would love to see Revival versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. That would be great. <laughs> I I am a full compo- proponent of heels versus heels and faces versus faces. You can totally do that. If the matches are good. Yeah, uh, no, you can get away with most anything if the matches are good or if it's something people want to see. Kind of like this Samoa Joe, who lost every match, is now suddenly thrust into the main event. Well, they did book him as a monster. They did book him as a monster when he debuted. He did beat Roman cleanly uh, when he debuted, so... We'll we'll give him that. We got to give him that amount of credit. But after the club, get in some good shots. Uh, Jeff tags in, or Jeff gets tagged in as Matt hits the twist of fate. Jeff then hits the swanton, and they get the win. So the Hardys go over. The club get buried again. But I guess you have to book the Hardys strong to keep up with the uh, with the bar that is uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Did you have any other uh, comments on the match? It was all right. It was fine. Yeah, I was, was going to say, it was, it was fine. I feel this entire Raw could be summed up with, it's fine, but how long can you maintain fans and hype for your product if everything's just fine? Yeah. Well, we get the Gold Dust promo. Gold Dust invites our truth to his latest production, The Shattered Truth. And, uh, and uh, you know... Like just like we said for the other match, it was fine. I mean, I like that Goldust is actually getting some room for character development. What we were just talking about, as far as mid card hell, I'm actually it's great that they're giving our truth and Goldust some wiggle room, even if it's only like a minute long. But you know what? They should be doing this. I think for like with half, everybody with half the roster exactly. Like a guy like Mojo Raleigh is perfect for like that kind of thing except when it's in awkwardly involving kids <laughs> and let's and let's not let gold dust get like within 50 feet of a child uh dude i i still love that theory that those kids didn't exist and it was just hallucinating <laughs> oh man that would that would be amazing <laughs> um then we had elias sampson he comes out and he tries to play but he has to tune his guitar. So while he's, uh, I guess, stalling, uh, Finn Balor comes out because he he uh, doesn't like waiting. <laughs> he wants to have his match. So Elias has to uh, retreat. And I guess this is their way of trying to get Elias involved in the, uh, the main event scene. I don't know if I buy it yet. Or maybe they're trying to get Finn involved in the intercontinental scene. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against that. I mean, Elias looks. He looks like Jinder Mahal. He's got the build. They're not drug testing him. Might as well as use it to their advantage to put over some of these guys who are skinnier or. Well, and as they're waiting, don't have turn, quite the same look. Well, we can also go on a on a Brock rant, and I think you know it's just there's it's the sum of all of these various parts that I think are bringing the product down, and obviously one of the problems is Brock and how he in, is inconsistently involved in the show. So I guess what the theory is, whether this is going to involve the intercontinental scene or what, Finn has to have something to do while he's waiting his turn to fight Brock. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what this is. Yeah, do you really think we're going to get the Finn Balor versus the Brock Lesnar match? Uh, for the title? Absolutely. We're absolutely going to get that. Hmm. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm at the point where I, I think they're not going to do that anymore. You, do you think, uh, do you, okay, segueing into this tangent. Okay. Do, do, do you think that means that Joe actually has a legitimate chance, or do you think somebody else is going to take the belt off of Brock soon? Because I think, uh, I think if Finn is getting a shot at the belt soon, he was the first champ. You cannot, even if he's half of Brock's size, he has to get a shot. So, so does that mean you think somebody's going to beat Brock? I I think um, I'm not quite ready to lock in this prediction. So this is just you and me talking right now. I mean, it's truthful. it's it's total speculation. I mean, we we still have two weeks of build up towards 
great balls of fire, let alone all of these other pay-per-views. Like, yeah, my, my like the current is... the current rumor and theory is that Brock's gonna keep this belt until WrestleMania, and then Roman Reigns is gonna beat him. That and uh, we don't need that again. The, for what the third fucking time? That's uh, yeah, but that's that's the general theory. Now WWE has had a history of changing things on the fly. I mean, for God's sakes, they probably changed the the um women's money in the bank thing probably like three times i don't know <laughs> but uh what what were you gonna say this is pure speculation on your part <laughs> but what what were you what was your prediction okay oh, man I, I honestly think that the belt's gonna change hands at great balls of fire as of right now this is my prediction belt's gonna change hands lesnar's gonna move on to do something Probably face off against Strowman when Strowman's back, because that should be before Mania. But isn't that for the belt? Why would th- th- a belt doesn't need to be involved? That's what I I think they learned from the last WrestleMania is Goldberg having the belt didn't do anything for that match. So you think Joe is gonna is gonna get the belt? Yeah, I think Joe's got to get the belt so that the belt can start moving through the roster. Interesting, interesting. Well, definitely. I mean, I I heard uh, I I heard a rumor that Joe could potentially go over, but he like the crowd has to like basically go nuts for him. And you know what? I love Samoa Joe. He's been he's been killing it since he debuted. I mean, everybody knows he should have debuted a long time ago, just like AJ Styles. Uh, they should have debuted like five years ago. Uh, but ever since he debuted, he's been killing it and. It wouldn't shock me if Joe uh, takes it, but he has to be, like, super over, and I don't think he's quite there yet with the live crowd. I don't think he's quite there yet. Well, I think it's more the crowd so far, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can definitely... If but this let's, was... That's why I'm saying. Let's see how it goes in Hollywood. Let's see where it goes yeah. after that and, and but, what uh, the reactions I are. Just, but... I just wanted to throw this out there. Because I think this started because we were talking about Finn Balor and how he doesn't really... I mean, a guy his size, does he have a chance against a guy like Brock? Well, if you if you put Samoa Joe in an octagon against Brock, it wouldn't shock me if he held his own for a round. You know, Samoa Joe's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, no, Samoa Joe could probably pull it off, but Samoa Joe is a fat piece of shit when you look at him next to Brock Lesnar. Like, there, there's just... I know everybody's got their uh, heart on for this match, and I just, I don't care. Uh. So it's like I'm one step removed because, A, I don't think Joe was booked properly for it to go in this direction. And, two, I just want the belt to move. Yeah. Having a champ hold it for a year doesn't do anything. Well, no, an absentee champ. (laughs) Yeah. He's only going to appear on the pay-per-views and the one Raw every three weeks. Uh, but anyway, we'll actually get to the match, which Finn, why Finn interrupted Elias, which was to fight Bo Dallas. And I wanted to ask Dapper, I don't know if you can fill me in, but who the fuck is Bo Dallas? Bo Dallas is Husky Harris, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt's brother. Like, legit brother, or just... Legit, real life, no kayfabe, brother. Biological... Please, Same bio dad. Please tell me he was a part of the Wyatt family, of course. Never. 
never, and they've only had a brief interaction since they've both been on the main roster because Bo Dallas has been up there for a long time. Okay. And Bo Dallas is the perfect example of what I think is wrong with the current WWE product. Bo Dallas was an amazing wrestler in NXT. He was a champ. He got moved onto the main roster, and he just he, became he fucking moved, jabron. Did he? Did he move up before uh, Bray? That I don't remember offhand. Okay, well, I think. But it's one of those things where if you looked at him back, back to back, he was it super was, over. It was clear Bo Dallas was the better guy, and now it's Bray who was kind of a weird guy had to retool him redo him a couple times well i didn't know about this connection with bray and bray does not have a wyatt family backing him up does does Bo? is there any chance that Bo joins a a reformed wyatt colt i don't know i doubt it i think that would be cool um but uh but yeah so Bo attacks finn before the match even starts the ref finally breaks things up, and as Finn finally rises, the bell rings, and Bo goes on the attack. So this is my very first introduction to Bo, and I'm like, holy shit, like, he's he's actually going to beat uh, Finn. I thought this guy was a jobber. <laughs> no, it, this is the thing that makes very little sense. The last time we saw him was prior to Donald Trump's election, and he was coming out with a sign that says, like, believe in Bo Dallas or whatever. Oh, he was a face? In Trump style. No explanation behind this, man. No. He came out. I mean, he was part of the social outcast. He's been doing this thing called Bo Leave It, which is kind of like a knockoff uh, Roman Reigns thing because Roman's whole gimmick is, you know, you can believe that, believe in the shield, but Bo does it as B.O. Uh-huh. I, I, it's just this didn't make a lot of sense just seeing him randomly come back. I'm glad he's back, much like uh, the world's greatest wrestler the better half of the primetime players darren young <laughs> some people need more screen time and they've just been absent for far too long so uh finn eventually takes control and stumps stomps a mud hole into bow uh and then he gets he lands the coup de gras and finn gets the win so you know they're teasing that demon i think a little bit because uh the ref had to warn finn he almost got you know disqualified for the uh for the stomps so uh you know he 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 loves uh he loves stomping on people even his finisher is a stomp yeah i was gonna say and it's amazing they won't let seth do the curb stomp <laughs> yeah well they should let finn do it i guess um so then we have a continuation of this bizarre conspiracy theory as cory gray or yeah cory graves uh bails as fit uh the announcer table as uh, Finn walks walks up the stage, <laughs> you can see him uh, behind the frame, uh, the main frame. Uh, cut to Kurt Angle talking to someone on the phone when Corey runs into him. Uh, Kurt, uh, Corey says like he knows why Kurt didn't have a good Father's Day. I don't know what the hell that was about. Uh, Kurt looks super spooked. And uh, then Enzo and Cass walk up and yell at Kurt. Enzo accuses the revival and Cass thinks it's the big show. Uh, Kurt promises to have an update by the end of the night. So, what would you think about that quick segment? I think that was the thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, 
let's see. Yeah, so moving on, I mean, uh, yeah, Raw, we Raw had, had a, you know, it went quick enough, but we need more of what we kind of got going this week. You know, we had Goldust, R-Truth got some time, Bo Dallas got some time. We got this expansive card, and I feel like we've just been stuck on the five guys and the same four divas. I, I want more. Because <laughs> 205 doesn't do it for me. I hate to say it, but I've lost all interest in that product. Okay. Um, so uh, then we get Seth Rollins talking about one of the top five guys. Uh, Rollins is all excited about being on the WWE 2K18 uh, cover, and then Bray Wyatt interrupts. He knows Seth uh, hasn't grown at all. Uh, Seth isn't good or honest. He's just vain because he's all excited about being on the cover. Uh, Seth calls Bray a coward, uh, and Bray says he's going to make a sacrifice. So I guess this is going to be the next big feud. Um Bray then next, co- next big feud. I I don't know. Is this what you were looking for? Because I'm really just I'm know, a- they're stalling for time for Bray to take on the uh, Balor. Well, I th- I mean they they have to rotate all these feuds anyway. Not like we said before. Uh, you know, Brock can't fight everybody. So I'm glad. I just wish they would do this this exact kind of thing with the other divisions like the women or the tag team division. This this should be a great feud, and I hope they keep building because uh, Bray he uh, after he says he he's gonna make a sacrifice, uh, Bray then comes out to the ring, and as he blows out the lantern, Seth doing one of his patented uh, high high risk maneuvers dives dives off the top rope and lands a cross body. So. I heard you know, a rumor Dapper might be joining us shortly. I uh, I think that might be the case. I'm just waiting for him to uh, eventually get on. If if you uh, if you can call him from that end, that can. Oh, there he is. Hey, right, speak of the devil, and he will appear. Oh. <laughs> He's not online anymore, so you you try calling him. I uh, I have to record, so <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. I'll uh, see if see next time he pops in, and we'll go with it from there. So then, but moving on with the program, Finn, Bal- Finn Balor gets uh, gets interviewed, and he says he has his sights on the Universal Title, uh, and then suddenly Elias Sampson attacks Balor from behind. So yeah, uh, I like uh, Elias Sampson a little bit more. Uh, I'm happy to see some growth. He's not just singing songs. He's tuning his guitar now. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for him to actually use that. Like, if that would be an awesome finish for a uh, for, I I don't think they're gonna push him for the universal belt. But if this was like an intercontinental feud, and whether it's against the Miz or potentially a Finn Balor, and he uses the guitar to to, I mean, did he ever use the guitar as a weapon in NXT? I don't believe so. Okay, interesting. I'm I, I, I'm not even sure with the new setup in the PG era that you can use the guitar as a weapon. Mattel's going to sign off on that. Dapper, are, like, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're doing a I'll low. Get the mic on. We're we're doing we're doing the lo-fi episode. 
So if if you if you want to uh, the what episode the lo-fi we weren't doing video today, but if you want to do video, you're absolutely welcome to. Okay. Uh, but uh, right now we're we're halfway through Raw. We're just talking about how Finn Balor got jumped from behind, uh, from uh, Elias Sampson. We were just talking about how that could potentially make a good intercontinental feud. Yeah. Do you think Elias has a shot at uh, um, the Universal Belt? Um, no, just Could... because of the people who are on it. And I, I wanted to ask you this question because I just asked Jess and he didn't know. Has has the Drifter ever used his guitar? In no. A... I don't think anyone's used it since Jeff Jarrett. Wouldn't because that, it's the PG era. Wouldn't that be That's a perfect... That's what I was just saying. I mean, Honk and Tonk Man, Jeff Jarrett are probably the last two to be A-OK with that. Wouldn't that be a perfect way for him to either win or defend a belt, though? Whether it was yeah, the so Intercontinental belt did Jericho, or... Did Jericho ever get a guitar swing off or no? I think he's no. he, he hit Jeff Jarrett with one. Yeah. Was, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, Austin hit Jeff Jarrett with it. Oh, uh, okay. Um... So then we get Akira Tozawa versus TJP. Uh, before the match starts, Titus O'Neil comes out to hype the crowd. Uh, I I guess he uh, he needs the proper brands. I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Titus does uh, introduce. He actually like goes into the ring and introduces both guys. Uh, he starts doing. Uh, he even starts doing Akira's Akira's uh, yell. His little ah ah, yeah. uh, so uh, then we finally get our match, uh, and uh, it goes back and forth, uh, and but just as the match is getting good, Neville's music hits, and he takes yep. a seat away from the table. He like grabs a, a, a seat from the announcers' table, and then just stares at them and just wheels it over to the entrance ramp, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get the match continues. Uh, finally, Akira takes over after he lands a suicide dive, uh, and then he lands the senton off the top rope and gets the win. Titus grabs Akira and celebrates, and uh, and Akira is continuing this whole look of half confusion slash bewilderment and half like pissed off kind of thing. Pretty much, he just replaced Apollo Cruz. Yeah, like. That's what he was doing, was the bewildered, confused, okay, I need money kind of so, look. So uh, so Neville then calls out Titus and Akira. Titus uh, calls Neville a scared boy, and uh, he's going to get annihilated by Tozawa's power. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> Neville's going to kill Akira. <laughs> he's going to kill everyone. Um, Until... Until, like, someone worthwhile goes to 205 to put up a fight. Like TJP. Uh, I was just saying, I lost all interest in 205 officially. I'm done. Yeah. Is it it because they they have just Neville? Yeah, it's pretty much just Neville. But But, but I have a question. I'm sure you you guys talked about it earlier in the podcast. But I just want to say... Raw is very is starting to impress me with their openings now. Like I'm sure you talked about it, but watching Samoa Joe come out and chest bump Roman Reigns now was definitely worth watching. 
We actually now. We actually uh, We actually we're talking about how terrible it was. Yeah, I was gonna say you're like you're on an island by yourself. <laughs> see, like I thought it was cool just because I like now that they're making uh, Samoa Joe be kind of like the badass. What I hated is how then they just have Roman Reigns come out out of nowhere and Superman punch him to knock him out of the ring. I was like, where did that come from? Like, all the momentum you're giving Samoa Joe against Brock Lesnar is now falling short. Well, that's exa- that's essentially what we were talking about. Um, yeah, because God we liked, forbid uh, Roman Reigns ends up on his back. I, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Jess, but I like Joe, and I like how he's been getting booked. He's I, been, I mean, he's getting booked like a monster. What I didn't like was... Uh, Roman Reigns is all... I didn't even mind the Superman punch. What I didn't like was how awkward Roman was on the mic and talking about how Joe wasn't Samoan, and, and it was just weird and awkward. Yeah. Well, you could definitely tell it was scripted, but... I mean, I'm liking that... Like, he's he's the first guy to come out when everyone else, heel-wise is always like, oh, I'm going to stand on the apron and then jump off and like, nah-uh, not tonight, I'm a prize fighter. This time he just gets in the ring, gets you right in your face and like shoulder chest blocks you and like beats you up. And I was like, well, well damn, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, then we get uh, the art. That's R- what I like. Then we get the art. That's my little derail. But uh, No, that's fine. You, you know, you show up late, you derail the podcast. That's <laughs> what you do. So, uh, so then we get the archer. Sorry, man. That title belt option made it so that I can be in like acting roles now. So I had to go do a table read. <laughs> so then or we get. I'm gonna be in Marine Eight. So then we get the uh, right. the the R Truth response to Goldust. He accepts Goldust invitation, and he's going to quote unquote smack the truth into him. So. <laughs> So when are we finally gonna get a fight? Great balls. No, next Great week. Balls, they, man. they they're they're gonna fight next week. Oh okay. That's it. We're just gonna build it up to a raw. Well, I'm assuming. Build I'm, it up to a pay-per-view? I'm assuming it's either gonna be it's gonna be some sort of confrontation, and the real payoff is going to be at the pay per view. Yeah, we need something more than three matches for Great Balls of Fire. Uh, so then Bo Dallas is uh, getting a pep talk when the Miz enters. Miz invites Bo. You can and, believe that. Yeah, and Miz invites. I, I will say this: during that Bo, that Bo Dallas match, I didn't even know that was him. I was like, I didn't realize. Yeah, he, got he changed. On his back. Well, Crazy. we'll we'll get to that. So Miz invites Bo and Axel to join his entourage, and then he runs away. Uh, so my question was going to be when, uh, but you weren't on was who the fuck is Bo Dallas and Jess informed me that he was he's actually Bray's legitimate brother but he's never been in the Wyatt family. Oh, so they're actually playing the brother role? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, is yeah. no, no, I was just ask is, is that is that the case is he like legitimately brothers with Bray? Yeah. There he's his real brother. But they've never done the angle. No. Right. Because when they started the Wyatt family, that was the Undefeated Bo Dallas, Bo, believe this gimmick. Uh huh. And yeah, everything and, we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, was... that just did touch upon that. Uh, so who the hell is Axel? That my question is to both of you. <laughs> Curtis Axel. Yeah. He's just uh, he's like Bo Dallas. 
He's a jobber without a gimmick. He just comes out and does his thing. Because the last real gimmick he had was when he was um, doing the spoofs with Damian Sandow. When Damian Sandow was the Macho Man and Curtis Axel was Hulkamania. Oh, really? But then Hulk Hogan got in trouble, so they had to can that gimmick real fast. (laughs) And then you've never seen Curtis Axel again. Okay. Uh, That happens. So uh, then we get Samoa Joe interview. Uh, um, That's the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar interview, right? Uh. Well, this is this is him uh, in the back. So okay. Joe tells Joe tells the back to play uh, the footage where he and we see that he beat Roman Reigns in his debut uh, four months ago. He's gonna do it again, and uh, Reigns is gonna have to uh, say Joe's name with respect. Uh, so so then uh, just somebody named Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Uh, we get a back and forth match between these two, and it was actually pretty good. You know, I don't. I, Ro, Roman has been growing on me as far as his in ring work is concerned. He does. I'm liking this big dog in the yard thing because he's getting like a swagger and attitude to him. If that like, if he turns heel, it'll be worth it. If he doesn't, it's gonna it fucking. That's what I'm saying. Like he's got to turn heel. You have more faith. Got, you have like more a swagger. You have way more faith in WWE than me and Jess do. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, I man. Know. This is like the complete opposite of. Uh, so uh, can I just say one thing? Because I feel like we're getting to that point. Do you remember when he had the feud with Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman went to the hospital? It was done for like six weeks or six months, whatever it was. Do you remember me? And I think it's on the podcast. I said, we need to tease Braun coming back with the occasional ambulance in the back, like on cinder blocks, flipped over, all that. (laughs) And then when I watched this match, I felt like WWE watched our podcast (laughs) and made it happen. So, uh, well, way way to bury the lead. Uh, so Joe, uh, rolls out, uh, after, after Reigns, uh, lands a shot and, uh, almost gets counted out. Suddenly an ambulance is shown on the video board backing up and, uh, Braun Strowman, uh, kicks the door open and, and does his trademark yell as Roman looks on in disbelief. Joe then yes. sneaks up on him and locks in the coquina clutch and Reigns is forced to pass out. Joe when th- that ambulance showed up, I stood up in my <laughs> living room. It was I the, was like, no. It was definitely a no. mark out moment for sure. Oh, yes. I was like, no, they're not. Yeah. He didn't listen to what I said. See, I thought they were I thought they were just going to tease it. Like, you know how... I did too. They, I thought he was going to boot the doors off the hinge. <laughs> um, what did you think of the reveal, uh, Jess? I liked it, man. I, 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 I don't know. It's one of the few things that worked for me tonight. I mean, it's Braun. He's the most over thing on Raw, in my opinion. Well, here was the here was the thing, though. It was a great reveal and a welcoming of Braun. They killed it when he says, "I'm not through with you yet. I'm going to see you in an ambulance match." I was like, yeah. "Really? Really? We're going to go gimmicky now with the ambulance?" But he had one as you got thrown through a door of an ambulance. Well, I mean, well, I mean, he did 
proceed to come out and murder Roman after he yells he's not finished with them. So I think that mini payoff was it. I mean, you knew they were going to, as soon as they did the first ambulance gimmick, you knew this was going to, this feud was not going to end yes. until uh, they had an ambulance match. Well, I mean, the one thing I hated about it is how Roman Reigns keeps saying, I, I destroyed Braun Strowman. Like you didn't do anything. Yeah. An ambulance door did it. Well, we're, we're, we're almost at the, uh, the, the big, the big twist of the episode. So, uh, but first we got to get through this, uh, this Miz, uh, this continuation of this Miz Dean Ambrose feud. Uh, so, uh, spoiler alert. That's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of random high spots. So, uh, bears. yeah. So Miz apologizes <laughs> to Maurice and then Miz fucks up and like spills his drink on, on Maurice he then awkwardly calls their belt their child, <laughs> uh, and uh, Dean laughs and he he fucks everything up too. <laughs> well, he he does it on purpose. Uh, I was still awkward. Yeah, who who's there's hyped no, for this to keep going? I'm not. There's no character with Dean anymore. I don't think. Well, it is. Like, it doesn't seem like. Oh, well, he's old Uncle Dino. What does well, that even mean? Well, he's uh, he's troll. He's essentially trolling Crazy Miz. Uncle Dino. Yeah, he's trolling Miz, and you know what? When it works, I'm okay with it. Like, but when if you don't rem- if you didn't remember, Roman Reigns did this same exact thing with Rusev and Lana. Well, it is it is then revealed that the Bears are Ax- Axel and um, Bo Dallas. I get they did. I guess they did accept. Miz's offer, and now we have one of our few factions on Raw right now. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys think? That's uh, that that was a good decision by Axel and Bo. I don't know, man. I mean, they were already part of a failed stable. They've fuck. I just want I want to see these guys branch out and be their own people. <laughs> I'm sick of the heels coming from this weak ass position of. I need five people oh. with me. I need a crew. I need, I need this, that, and another thing to survive a match. It's it's getting ridiculous. So, uh, and that's why Hodap will never be the champ ever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so then we get a tag match. We damn get, you, Comcast. We get a uh, Cesaro and Sheamus uh, versus the Titus Brand, aka Titus O'Neil and Apollo Cruz. Uh, it was it was an okay match. Uh, eventually, Cesaro it was a waste of my time. Cesaro lands a Swiss uppercut on Titus while the ref isn't looking, and he's on the outside. And then uh, Sheamus and Cesaro land that double team maneuver they do off the top rope, and uh, get the win. Uh, and then we get uh, a teaser that Brock's going to be back next week, and uh, it. I don't even know why they do that. It's just a, a te- It's just a automatic trigger. For <laughs> for all the fans that fucking hate the fact that Brock has the title hostage right now. Well, I think they do it because they're noticing like their their uh, viewership is going down. So they're like, "Crap, we got to get people to want to watch Monday Night Raw." Well, I think Brock's that's coming to town. Well, I think that's that's what happens when you don't have your main belt on the show every week. Yeah, I mean Daniel Bryan. Was able to defend the Intercontinental title for a day, and they made him give it up. So I mean, Brock hasn't defended it since WrestleMania, and he yeah. didn't even defend it. Yeah. So, uh, 
then we get the uh, the women. Uh, it started out as I believe it was a uh, Sasha Banks uh, Nia Jax match, but then all the women it just became a waste of time. It just became another random women's brawl, and then all the women have to gang up on Nia, and Alexa Bliss runs away. So just a repeat of essentially what's been going on. It definitely seems like uh, Bailey does get involved. She she kind of shows off that she can actually wrestle which was a nice change of pace. Uh, but this is essentially the women's division spinning its wheels again. And I think that's our biggest problem with everything with, with the product lately is it seems like it's been a lot of wheel spinning. It, uh, it honestly makes me not like the women's division anymore. Oh, it's like, about time. You I like board. SmackDown women division. I hate the raw women division. It makes no sense. There's no direction. It's literally someone saying in the back, oh, crap, we got five minutes to kill. What do we do? Throw the women out there. Which one? I don't freaking care. Throw them all out there. What's yeah. the match? Who cares? It's going to be into disqualification somehow. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So uh, so then we get, uh, we get the big reveal at the end of the show. So uh, Kurt doesn't forget his promise from earlier in the episode. Uh, he comes out, and then Enzo and Cass join him. Uh, and they actually do drop a decent promo. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, it was it was better than the uh, than the majority of the ones that they do. They they actually put a little difference into everything. So uh, Corey Graves then uh, well they call out uh, the revival and then they call out Big Show and I guess they're teasing the next the next potential feud and we'll get to it after the reveal is done. Uh, both of them basically are dismissed when Kurt says it's not them. And, uh, and then Corey Graves interrupts and says he has the security footage. They just, they then play it on the video board and it reveals that Cass has lied and he faked his attack. He then reveals that he was the one beating up Enzo. He hates him and Enzo's been holding him back and this, and he betrays his longtime friend. So, I'll say this: This was probably oh, the best no. big cast. This was probably the best big cast promo he's ever done. Oh boy, I can't wait to talk about this because you just said that, uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold. I gotta say, this was terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. It, oh, it it was definitely terrible. And Corey, I hate to say it, Corey Graves did not help this one. His delivery was just awkward and made no sense. The best part of the the whole scene and like spot was the big show talking to Kurt being like, Kurt, we've traveled up and down the roads together. How dare you think it was me? And he has even that best line. If it was me, I wouldn't be coming up behind you. I'd punch you right in your face. Yeah. So don't pull up to me, kid. Okay. I was like, Oh damn. So, okay. So my, my, my biggest problem, Cass, he's terrible. He's, it, it's, it, it has to it's be... It's not the worst, dude. It, it, it's just it, the material they gave him. It, it could be the writing, but this could be improv from him, too. We don't. We have no idea how much leverage he has in the direction that this went. Uh, he has and, zero leverage. Well, I'm not going to say he's like a Stone Cold or a Rock where he gets to write his own material, but he probably had some say in like, planning how this was going to go out overall, or go down, I should say. 
Uh, and I mean, it was just, ugh, like, and, uh, and okay. Do you, have you guys lost track? Cause I have, how many betrayals have we had now of tag teams? A lot. It's, uh, it's a little played out. I mean, we've had the shield. No, no, no. We've I mean, had... just this year, just this year. Oh, uh, we had our truth and gold dust. We had KO yeah. and Jericho. Now we have this one, and I'm pretty sure we've had a couple other ones. Um, I yeah, mean, KO and Jericho. I mean, that was something that should have happened to Wolf long before it did. Yeah, but that was a. I mean, when they did finally pull the trigger, that was a classic. That was done. If if that was a ten yes. out of ten, this was like a three out of ten. Oh wow! I was gonna say five, but. Well, I just, I absolutely did not like Cass's delivery. Like, he repeated his lines, and he did, he sounded robotic. He sounded, he, he, he You just, know what I think it I is? I don't know what his problem is. I, I, I don't dislike Cass. You know what Cass. I think it is, though? And I've noticed this with the NXT crowd, like the NXT superstars. They are huge, but have baby face, like literal baby faces. Like, Big Cass looks like he's a 16-year-old <laughs> on a giant's body. And so when you see his little tiny head with his, like, baby-ass smooth face with the few little scraggle beards. It's a stumble. Like, yeah, say, like, I hate you, Enzo. I've always hated him. Like, oh, you're so adorable. <laughs> like, and it didn't help when you had the big show. And, yeah, he's not 500 pounds anymore. He's, like, 350. But he stands looking at big cast. And, I mean, I always say this. There's a difference between, like, Oh, you're strong, like Big Cass, and then you got like old man strength, like uh, the Big Show, where he's like, "Son, I'd punch you right in your face." Like, damn. So okay, I think Big so Cass, Big Cass kind of shit himself a little bit. So as as we wrap wrap up uh, an OK Raw, there was two things I wanted to get out there before we move on to SmackDown. Samoa so um, Joe was the best part of Raw. Well, in an ambulance? Well, no, specifically about this. What is next for Enzo and what is next for Cass? Obviously, I'm assuming that Enzo is going to team up with Big Show, and that's going to be. And they're and they're gonna know. and they're gonna go after Cass. I don't know. I yeah, think I think it's just going to be a solo Big Show and uh, Big Show and Big Cass fight off. Do you think? And sadly, do you think it's going to en- be like the Big Show? Laying down for Big Cass. Do you think Enzo? Uh, do you think Enzo does eventually fight Cass one on one, and no. does he have a chance of going over if he does? No, not one bit. Yeah. If they the had... only way is if it's a if it's a no disqualification hardcore match. If they did it, he play, he pulls a gad and he caps him. If they did this right, it would be a cool David and Goliath kind of thing with yeah. the setup I mean, of the betrayal, but. They've I mean, obviously they've done it. Like, they've done it a million times, but I'm saying Rey Mysterio and Kevin Nash. Like you can pull this off. You just have to do it well. And Enzo's just... good enough on the mic. I just don't know if he's good enough in the like. They complement each other so well. So I, it's it's interesting that they picked the, this timing to do it now. It's it's definitely going this. The way this this breakup was not a great start is is all I'm gonna say. No, it was a half-assed breakup. It made no sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, you didn't really see any distress on Big Cass's face in the upcoming, like, the previous weeks to lead you to believe that there was tension. 
I mean, he even came out before the big reveal doing the same shtick. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's, like, he's like, come on out, Revival. Or you S A W? I mean, like, come on, dude. And I, if you're yeah, angry I, at, I, I, if you're I rewatched angry at it. Enzo, show it. I rewatched it, and he definitely no sold it for sure during yeah. the promo. Yeah, um, like he didn't get angry. Uh, but I, Graves was like, "You, we caught you. What you doing there, big cast?" He's like, "You're right. I hate you." Where'd that come from? Yeah, it did come out of left field. I did hear the theory though that this was originally supposed to be a swerve and that the tag team they were trying to bring back no-showed on them. Who would they try to bring back? Oh, no, no, man. They didn't do it. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's going to be premiere at Great Balls of Fire. The well, worst... What tag team is there? I don't know, man. I'm putting this on my prediction. The Vaudevillains? They're coming back? <laughs> the, uh, I wish, man, but that's, that ship sailed. Well, we're not going to talk about the, the pay-per-view that must not be named quite yet. We're going to move on to SmackDown. Oh, it's named, yeah, man. testicles? Yeah. Um, like, just everybody knows Vince McMahon was the one that was like, oh, man, let's make it. That's a great name. Let's, let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah. You, like, just heard that song. You know, you know that's what he did. Like he sat back and they're like, Vince, we need to come up with new pay per views. What do you think we should do? Oh, I think we should come up with Great Balls of Fire. Ha 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 ha. It's like, well, wow. how are we gonna do the picture? That's even worse than mine. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go on. We're gonna move on to SmackDown. Uh, so we uh, we have right away. They're not they're not messing around. Uh, they're, they acknowledge the whole fiasco with the, with the women's ladder match money in the, or yeah, the women's money in the bank, money in the bank, uh, so, um, the, it really wasn't much of a ladders match. All, all of the women are much of a women's match. All of the, uh, all the women are, are arguing, uh, about what the hell happened. Daniel Bryan shows up and he says he's going to take care of it after he hears Carmella and Ellsworth's side of the story. Uh, all the uh, the other females are like, what the fuck? And we cut to the ring as yeah. Carmella and Ellsworth come out. And oh my god, Carmella with this briefcase. I gotta say, it is pretty great. Um, Carmella says that uh, she's been uh, trending, but it isn't for the right reasons. Um... But she doesn't care, and uh, she isn't here for girl uh, girl power or any of that bullshit. She's just here for herself, and uh, she's been uh, she was the last one drafted. I didn't even know that, so that's that's actually pretty funny. Oh, uh, was she? She well, yeah, that's what she said. I must have missed that. <laughs> she was drafted off the air. Yeah, a lot of people were though. I mean, it... yeah, but she was like the last one. She was that. She was that kid when you do like dodgeball picking, and you're like, I don't really want them. No, you take them. Fine, SmackDown. We'll take Carmella. Yeah. And that little no chin slug. So, uh, so then she gives everyone a history lesson and uh, how there's been interference uh, in countless Money in the Bank uh, matches on the men's side, and how can you technically break a rule if there are none? Uh, so. Once again, we need to get a counter for heel, heels that are technically right. Can I say this, though? The rule is 
whoever holds the briefcase wins, correct? If they went for the swerve and actually said, like, oh, Ellsworth, you won the contract. Well, no, but I'm just saying, they say whoever holds the briefcase wins. So yeah. with that being said, wouldn't all the false finish briefcase grabs count as a win? No, well, you have to unhook it. I mean, Becky Lynch was holding on to it before she got flipped over. But she didn't unhook it. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think it's whoever gets a hold of it off the hook is what what they need to clarify. But they didn't do that. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, Charlotte interrupts uh, Dan, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan because he comes out and he uh, he and tells uh, him to do the right thing. So yeah, every everybody's just like going insane, just like Twitter. So uh, then we get our first match. We get Big E versus Jimmy Uso. Uh, New Day come out and drop a great promo uh, about how the Usos literally ran away. Uh, and uh, then the Usos come out and we have our match. Jimmy uh, Jimmy basically controlled the start of the match. But uh, Big E, remind, you know, he did a good job reminding everybody why he's probably the best wrestler on the New Day. And he lands. He landed a bunch of uh, great suplexes until uh, Jimmy lands the Samoan drop. They uh, they try to interfere some more until um, the New Day kind of chase uh, Jey Uso away, and then Biggie lands his finisher and he gets the win. So, what do you guys think of that match and the uh, the continuation of this feud? I mean, I just I really like the Usos now even more. Like I love them as since heels. they've gone heel, man. Yeah. What do you, What do you They're think? Awesome. Uh, what, they that, haven't had a misstep. They just keep getting better, which is impressive to me. I know. I now, really and truly hope they keep doing heel shenanigans and just have a stupid record of days holding the belt. I I read this uh, online. Um, I'm sorry, I can't give whoever said this credit, but I agreed with uh, what what their conclusion was. They said that the Usos uh, winning at um, Money in the Bank was fine, but instead of winning by running away, they should have, like, grabbed a chair. If this was the penitentiary, they should have, like, went and DQ'd themselves by, like, attacking them and cheating that way, not just simply, you know, being fine leaving. That's kind of a, a... But they can do that in Battleground. Well, and yeah. Then? Is that what they're going for now? Probably. I mean, where else are they going to go? God forbid somebody loses a match and actually steps aside and let another tag team get up there. So, uh... Um, I mean, hell, we had Roman Reigns say, like, I'm the number one contender. Why? Because I said so. Oh, well, okay. No, you missed that part of the show. <laughs> we, we, had, talk, like, a... we talked in length about that. Yeah. I know, um, but I'm just like I just don't like no, how man. just because this, this you're champion. This was important to you. You could have shown up. <laughs> you know what? You son of a bitch. Just wait. I'm taking that belt from you. I'm gonna <laughs> go. I found out the only way to win now is go heel. So go heel. You, I'm taking my belt. I mean, if you look wow. at if you look at most of the belts, I mean, they're all mostly on. It's like ninety percent heels right now. Yeah. God forbid we play by the rules. God forbid. This uh, this isn't Vietnam. No. Oh, even taking my jokes. I get you. I get you. This is so, it. And speaking of Vietnam, once we're off the air, I got a great story about Vietnam for you. 
Oh, there. I got a better one. Uh, okay, that's that's a uh, that's a hell of a segue. We have uh, then we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler, and this was actually a really good match. And uh, I I thought this was a better match than the one they had at Backlash. Yeah, I even love especially how the announcers say. And Dolph Ziggler is going to continue the feud with Shinsuke, just <laughs> yeah. in case we didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, hey man, I mean, some people might have not watched the last, what, four weeks? <laughs> yeah. I just love how they end the Money in the Bank, and they're like, so we're going to continue the feuds we had originally. <laughs> uh, yeah, except now uh, Corbin has the case, and he gets to fuck with people. <laughs> and I hated how he came out. All right. Uh, let's... Uh... Let's not bury the lead. I'm not. I don't even remember when he came out. It, That's it, how convoluted SmackDown is. So, uh, so we get we they uh, the King of Strong Style and Heel Ziggler uh, exchange uh, some some pretty good shots. Dolph can't quite put away the King of Strong Style though, because uh, uh, even after he hits a Famouser and a zigzag, uh, shortly after Shinsuke's finally able to land the King Sasha. Shasha, Sasa, fuck, I can't, you know, somebody else say it, how about that? Kim Sasha! There you go, uh, and gets the win. You gotta say it just like that, planted <laughs> eyes and all. I, uh, I thought this definitely was one of the best matches of the night, potentially yeah. both I nights. I mean, don't you love that Shinsuke has better matches on TV than he does in pay-per-views? Well, I, I got to imagine it just. Uh, it, I, I feel it they realized how big a misstep it was having that almost 50 50 booking with Ziggler for the. God, I, I, I don't even want to call it a pay per view. I wouldn't. Well, that I wouldn't. The, I wouldn't well, call it 50 50 booking because they only had like one match. Yeah, but it wasn't a match where one person really looked like they dominated. They took a guy who. Had main event has all this hype behind him, and they made him just look like another guy on the roster. Well, I, I feel like a complete misstep. I actually thought that for, I mean, maybe this just says how how well the match was as far as the um, the storytelling was, but for a brief moment, especially after the uh, the famouser and the zigzag, because cause Dolph was as soon as Shinsuke would kick out, Dolph would jump right back on him, and. Uh, I honestly thought Dolph was going to go over, so that wouldn't have that wouldn't have shocked me the way the uh, the majority of this match did go. I wish he did go over. It gives Shinsuke a reason to continue feuding with somebody for two months. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, uh, any any final words on the, that match? And you know, I got to agree with you, Jess. Uh, you know, uh, the more Shinsuke fights, the better he's getting. So, yes, yeah, I concur. Um, so then we get not the, the route I would have taken, but it's what they're doing with it. So uh, then we get the Kevin. You, mean you want to took this roundabout zigzag? <laughs> oh, I see. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> with with that, we're gonna move on. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> uh, so then we get the Kevin Owens uh, open challenge. He comes out and he's all pissed about what happened on Money in the Bank, and uh, he says that the five other competitors basically conspired to try and end his career. And, for the end of America. They and, did. He and, died like nine times. Well, I was uh, going to get there. Oh. If, if if for the those that happen to have missed Money in the Bank or um, or didn't see any recaps, um, he did essentially have like four or five different high spots. He got put through a ladder, uh, I think, twice. And yeah. he, yeah, he, he definitely got 
pretty messed up. <laughs> and uh, he wants to, he's ready to uh, exact some revenge. So he opens an open challenge. He issues an open challenge to anyone in the back. And guess who comes out? Not a random jobber, but the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. After all, this is the house that AJ Styles built. So KO stops AJ before he can get going, and he says that this is technically only for anyone from Dayton, Ohio, where SmackDown is currently being held. Uh, So he's obviously asking for a jobber. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, the one and only, and this was the last peop, the last group. I thought was going to come out, but American Alpha, we're reminded that American Alpha still exists, and uh, apparently, supposedly, Chad Gable, one half of American Alpha, just happened to have moved to Dayton, and he's ready to fight. No, 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 he moved to the dorms of Rice University. Yeah. Is that where the address is? That's what JBL said. And then I think Byron says, like, well, JBL, maybe he teaches at Rice and he's staying there overnight. See, I would, yeah, I would have just said like, oh, it's uh, it's the hotel that he's staying at for SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, nobody but... would have picked up that he would that he gave the Rice uh, University address. But uh, yeah, as soon as the bell rings, Gable goes right after it, and uh, he he hits some. Uh, they weren't quite German suplexes; it was like belly to back. And yeah. uh, during the commercial, though, they did the pitcher and pitcher. And uh, KO takes over. Uh, Gable is able to land a uh, a counter out of his superplex, and uh, almost gets the roll up pin. He then lands a DDT and a moonsault. And I honestly thought, once again, they 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 had me going for a second. Uh, that that was a pretty good sequence. But uh, Chad gets uh, driven into the post, and but he's able to dodge the cannonball and lands a great German suplex. So, you know, they're actually showing off one half of American Alpha. Uh, yeah. Too bad the other half didn't stay to cheer him on. Well, now, is, he, is he still out on injury? Was there a reason they did it this way? I don't know. Well, uh, spoiler. I don't even know they were injured. K- KO is able to land a pop-up powerbomb out of nowhere, and he gets the win. So, basically, Chad actually controlled a lot of this match, and then KO's like, you know what, kid, you had your time in the sun, and ends it. So, you know, I liked it. Wait, um, you mean we can't have a universal champion as part of the tag team? <laughs> uh, I guess not. No, God it's forbid impossible. someone um, holds two belts. I will say... Uh, I, I think this was before you came back, uh, Dapper, Dapper, but uh, m- myself and Jess had a brief aside where we were talking about how the the tag team in the mid-card are kind of stuck in hell, and I would definitely lump uh, American Alpha into that. So, you know, why why the hell can they not have multiple tag teams be uh, doing stuff on the same show? Um... Just because we have to spend more time having the Maharaja <laughs> talk about how much he snarls and hates America. Well, that's a great segue. Uh, Jess, do you have a rebuttal towards that, or do you want me to get into the match? 
Listen, one of us is the champ, and one of us has been on a losing streak that hasn't stopped and isn't going to anytime soon. This is kind of paralleling uh, Randy Orton and uh, <laughs> and uh, Jinder right. Mahal. Wow, Th- thanks for ruining you. the setup, CJ. Yes, you 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 you've more or less made the joke I was setting up for. Oh uh, well, I will I'm see you cool in the Punjabi you. prison. Yeah, there is no Punjabi prison. Punjabi there is it. a language. There's a Punjabi prison. It's made of bamboo. It's that's a like, cage that's like a going cage. to English jail, John. All right, all right. Let's get to the actual match. It's not a thing. So they actually said this earlier, and I was like, who? Because uh, apparently Luke Harper gets to randomly fight the champion. And we're... Yeah, that, that, that came out of left field. Yeah, I was like, wait, who the hell is Luke Harper? You mean the Mojo Riley one didn't? Yeah. Do you uh, remember Mojo Riley working his way up to be the number one contender? I would say Mojo's done a little bit more than Luke has. <laughs> what has he done? I mean, besides he, randomly talk to children about I, giant armchair statues, he brings up the kids too, man. <laughs> well, I'm they just, gotta do that. Well, it's gotta be a swerve. Well, at least, uh, at least that's that was on TV. Like, yeah, that was terrible. But Luke, or uh, I didn't know that Luke was still on the in the company's payroll. Like, it's been a while. Yeah, don't you remember him fighting Eric Rowan? Oh God! You didn't know that Eric yeah, Rowan was the number ago, one contender. Though. It might. Yeah, Eric Rowan was the number one contender to the number seven contender spot, <laughs> and now Luke Harper won that spot, and so now he's got a title shot on a random Tuesday. So just because. So uh, so yeah, we get that as our main event. Say what you will. That's what we have. So uh, Harper knocks Ginger out of the ring with a drop kick right away. Harper goes for the suicide dive, but Mahal throws a uh, Singh brother in the way. He's just like, you know what? You eat this. <laughs> and they're so tiny. It makes sense. Like, if I was... The one if... thing that I hate is that Ginger can't even beat a jobber on his own. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's where kinda... they're losing me on yeah. there. Um, so, uh... So, he's... After uh, one of the Singh brothers eats the uh, the suicide dive... Uh, Jinder hits Harper with a with a pretty good knee, a running knee. Jinder eventually hits the uh, superplex, and uh, and out comes the men's Money in the Bank winner, Baron Corbin. Wait, no, no, you mean you mean the six foot tall Carmella? Because I remember seeing this happen. Uh, yeah, we get a replay of what Carmella did at Money in the Bank. Uh, he circles the ring and then leaves. Um. So, yeah, uh, just a waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> that lets Harper roll up uh, Jinder, but the champ isn't able to kick out. Uh, one of the Singh brothers distracts Luke long enough for Jinder to hit the Colossus and get the win. This is what I'm saying. Luke doesn't need a victory right now. Why not give it to Jinder Mahal? Yeah. Because so, Luke Harper needs the victory. That's the whole point of Baron Corbin coming out to distract Jinder Mahal. Is so Luke Harper can get the roll up. You can't even get a roll up. This is what I'm saying. Why can't we have ever, ever just have a heel champ who's strong? Because then they're not heels. Then they're baby faces. <laughs> no, you make them strong. You make them just such a dick, dude. You do some but, Ted DiBiase shit. Need, but you need him to do heelish things. Throw I mean, once, once, once they make a heel move. 
I mean, you could make an argument that Brock is a heel champ, but once they make Braun Strowman, whether that's this year or next year, once they make him the champ, he'll be a legitimate monster heel. If Samoa Joe wins it, he would be a monster heel. Bray Wyatt, he was kind of... Okay, Bray Wyatt's never been booked like a monster. Uh, <laughs> Bray Wyatt's a babyface. Brock Lesnar's a babyface. You're a babyface when you go, just like how they showed with... Uh... Like, kind of like the uh, interview process with Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar in in this episode of SmackDown. They even showed Brock Lesnar's like, you think I'm scared because you coquina clutched an old Paul Heyman? I'd whoop your ass. Everyone's like, woo! That's a baby face. Yeah. Well, this is that was Raw. This is SmackDown. So, anyway, as uh, after Jinder hits the Colossus and gets the win, uh, Jinder celebrates and Randy Orton's music hits. Orton beats up the Singh brothers as they uh, as they run up the ramp and then goes after Jinder. Uh, Orton then proceeds to DDT Mahal uh, on the outside mat uh, and then throws him into the ring. But before he can hit the RKO, the Singh brothers attack again. Uh, Jinder is able to escape as the bro- as the brothers both eat RKOs. Uh, and I and the one thing I did pick up after this was uh, the Singh brothers have really learned how to get Big murdered RKO. get murdered by Randy Orton because they've done it like 10 times now yeah but the, the Sting the... brothers are phenomenal I've said this oh, from the beginning when they were the Bollywood boys and it's just it's getting ridiculous to me I don't want to keep harping on the fact that what were we saying that no I'm saying thank you it is so ridiculous like Jinder Mahal comes out every Tuesday with that snidely, whiplash, snarl-looking face of his that serves no purpose because he's like, I'm angry, but I can't fight on my own because, God forbid, yeah, the that, that's, don't that's get involved. Well, I, I wanted to pitch this out there because this is a theory. This is immediately where my brain went as soon as this match was over because it was such a... It just was such a, uh, a letdown... Uh, do you guys think it would be a lot better if Jinder was the U.S. champion because that's the proper uh, mid-card yes. title and KO was the WWE champion? Is Jinder yes. getting over with either of you? No. he's he, he had a moment of getting over with me at the Money in the Bank when he was fighting his own fight. The moment the Singh brothers grabbed Bob Orton Sr., it... He lost me again, and like I just well, would wish you... come out without the star. I, I kind of feel the same way. It's when Gender's doing his own thing, he's getting over with me. If that thing is fighting and being strong, I don't mind him having the Sing Brothers. I don't mind him doing heelish tactics. But if that's all he becomes, is the run of the mill. Oh, I have two guys to help interfere and DQ me from every match if need be. See, yeah, I, see, I want to see him use weapons. I want to see him you put a. That's uh, what I'm saying. I want, I want to see Dude. him do do a coloss and put somebody through the table. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I hate to say it, the Miz is a way better champion than Jinder Mahal is because even though the Miz is a heel and he's cowardly, like, oh God, don't punch me in the face. Well, he understands never... what the he understands what the what the championship is. Yeah, but you never see the Miz except for today. You never see him get help from anyone to beat somebody. Well, okay, let's not As go that far. 
He okay, huh? yeah. He for, a he forms a faction on Raw this week, and like B, I said, this ev- week. Besides and, this week, okay. He, he actually uh, goes and fights. Okay, hold on, and he essentially uses Maurice as a human shield every other match. So yeah, but he uses help, but Maurice? but uh, what I think what you're getting at though, Dapper, and this is where I'll agree with you. You don't Miz, see Maurice taking on Dean Ambrose hold, for ten minutes. Hold on, so Miz, he can get his full crushing finale in the center of the ring. I think there's a big difference, though, is that not only is Maurice a woman, but I think the bigger, I think the another reason why it works, not necessarily the bigger reason, but another factor in the Miz's favor, is the fact that Miz is a smaller guy. Gender is huge, and also, yeah. and but also, like Miz and, does is hold, he cowards, well, so it makes sense. Throwing Maurice in the way. Well, and also, it's also the mid-card belt. This is not the top belt on supposedly what should be the top wrestling show. If if Raw is the spectacle and SmackDown is the the land of opportunity, he a.k.a. Just, the, work, the working man show. Uh, but he's not a working man. He doesn't deserve it. Well, that's, he's yeah. Just, like, he hasn't shown why he deserves it. I, Just because I, you got jacked over the summer, and we decided to sell our company to 1.6 or 4 billion Indians, doesn't mean you deserve to be the champion. So, uh, and does, boys, do, do you have do you have Bollywood any boys get more action in the ring than he does? Now let's move past this because we're just going to keep talking in circles about uh, this. Yeah, I was about to say, do you guys have any final words on Ginger or Luke Harper? We didn't really talk about Luke besides the fact that we're all reminded that he actually is a wrestler. He need he's falling into Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. He has a great he, move set. It's it's the he same exact. He, he, he has a no great, character. He is a great guy, but it's who's what's his character? What does he do? Everybody, yeah. it it's if you're not on the top of the card, you are buried in mid card hell where you do not have a character. It doesn't matter what division you're in, whether you're in a tag, a solo, or even if you're a woman, if you're in that mid card, you are buried and. That's the problem with Luke. They just didn't even give mid cards time to have a story. It's and like you either already know who you are, or figure it out. Like that. This is what house shows are for. Yeah. Let Luke and Eric Rowan and uh, American Alpha and um, I don't even know who else is backstage somewhere. Mojo come out. Yeah, Mojo and Zack Ryder. Give them a character and a reason. Don't just throw them on SmackDown and be like, "Good luck." Oh, I think I missed. Uh, I I missed talking about that. Uh, that briefly, the uh, the Mojo Raleigh, uh, Zack Ryder. Hype bros uh, are back. Yeah, yeah, the hype bros are back, and they demanded a ti- uh, a tag team title shot because technically they are entitled to their rematch. Uh, and um, Daniel Bryan says, "You know what? Fine, guys." Uh, you got, but I'll, I'll give you a, a legit chance, but you have to beat the Usos again. You have to beat them first next week. So that should be a great match. I'm excited to see that. But then I saved this technically, uh, the Luke Harper, Jinder Mahal match and the Randy Orton stuff was the last thing on the show, but I saved this for last. Cause I think this will lead to the longest part of our discussion on today's show was the women's promo. The, the finale as to this controversy with the women's Money in the Bank uh, briefcase and how technically it was James Ellsworth, a man who won it 
for Carmella. So Daniel Bryan comes out, announces that uh, he's been uh, talking with officials and Shane McMahon trying to reach an official ruling about the money in the bank. Uh, and then he, he has all the women come out. Uh, Carmella, Carmella comes out last and hands the case to James Ellsworth to hold on like a little bitch. I love that little part. Uh, um, Daniel explains that while the Money in the Bank match is a no disqualification match, and there has been plenty of interference before, they have never had a scenario like this before. Ellsworth interrupts and says that Daniel has gotten soft ever since he's had his, and I'm quoting here, vegan hippie baby. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Daniel immediately gets in James's face and threatens to not only fire him, but punch him in the face. I Don't think... you love when people break the script and go off script? Well, I would imagine this was... Babe is alive. Yeah, this this might have... It, it definitely it could have been. Uh, you know, it could have been a shoot or a work. Uh, I definitely believed him. I definitely believed him. And, you know, I think I heard some yes chants. Because um, yeah, he's like, I will punch you in the face, then fire you. Yeah. Ellsworth is probably the only person WWE could clear for Daniel Bryan to actually wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Becky pleads with Daniel and Natalia tells her to stop sucking up. Then Flair has has everyone shut up. And oh my god, this is so awkward. Talk about like Cass level of awkward. Oh my god, Tamina. Tamina, Tamina, Tamina. You shut have, up or you look like yeah, have you You have obviously never gotten into a, uh, uh, a verbal joust, if you will. Well, just he's been foolish enough to put her on the mic before. Yeah, so Tamina just says exactly what Flair uh, said, which falls flat, and literally the the crowd the crowd doesn't even boo her. It it it's just silent. They just don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, it's weak apathy at best, man. Then what what the heck are you supposed to say to something like that? So after all the women have their chance to say something, Daniel Bryan is ready to make his announcement. Uh, Carmella has made history. Not only was she the first women's winner, but she will also be the first person to have to turn their briefcase in. Oh shit! Oh da shit! Daniel is going to take the briefcase. Oh so, wait next a minute! I got a question. So since they're like you said, CJ, they're going to do this match when. Uh, if you let me finish what I was going to say. Okay, so finish. Daniel is going to take the briefcase, and next week, on SmackDown, we are going to have another women's Money in the Bank ladder match. As Daniel Bryant snatches the case and leaves, all the women start brawling. <laughs> Carmella yeah. gets trapped between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Carmella then eats a natural selection, and then she gets some sort of arm bar, like modified arm bar that Becky Lynch does. So, okay, so I loved the fact that they're like, you know what, we're not going to fucking build this up and do and, and drag this out. No, we're going to actually do something cool on a SmackDown. And yes. Yeah, that's why SmackDown's the better show. I they gave us an the... actual reason to tune in. What's going on on Raw next week that you have to see other than the Goldust match? And, Another ambulance. And uh, it will... Okay, guys. 
would it would it have surprised you if they didn't even acknowledge this controversy and they just continued on and said, "Oh yeah, Carmelo won it. Yeah, people it don't like how she won me. it." Yeah, so yeah, if they never brought, brought Daniel Bryan back, it would not surprise me. Yeah. I I Bryan is the I don't ultimate underdog bringing him back. Because he's the best part of it. He always gets a pop. He will always get a pop. Yeah. Um uh the same reason why we bring back half the Raw Divas. So, there was one uh, one little thing I wanted to point out, and I don't think a lot of people have noticed this. Ellsworth was not banned from ringside. Yes, I noticed that. I was like, what is the I, point? It's just going to happen again. I immediately noticed that, because as soon as Daniel snatches the case, he like disappears like a, like a leprechaun. And uh, so, could, could could they give could they swerve us and in fact give us the same exact finish that we had yes. on the pay per view? I think they're going to do the same exact finish. Daniel Bryan is going to come out and like throw Ellsworth off the ladder so before he grabs it. I bet you that's what happens. Okay, uh, I think uh, or uh, just. Do you, do you think something like that could happen? Or do you think Carmella will still win? Do you think somebody else is going to go over? You know, I, I, yeah, Carmella's going to win it again. Let's not even... Let's I, not even I, think she's, I think she's going to win again. I think this, this time, though... I think this time, though, um, it. I'm kind of similar to Dapper's logic where uh, Ellsworth's going to try to get involved... But they're saving the whole he's going to get thrown out for either the very beginning before the match even starts. They'll just announce that like right when the bell rings or they'll save it and Brian will do something dramatic or maybe Becky Lynch will put him through a table or something like that. Somebody's going to throw his ass, his dumb ass off the ladder. I think they're going to go typical WWE and whenever they tease something, that's an automatic given it's not going to happen. I.e. Shinsuke grabbing the Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> on SmackDown, automatic understanding he's not going to win. Yeah. And the fact that they let Carmella win, automatic fact that she's not going to win the real one. So who and do you think? Uh, start a feud who do you think Carmella and probably Becky. So you think Becky wins? I think. Um, I really hope not. Because I had I had Becky winning. Um... Last I mean, Charlotte, I don't see winning it. Becky, I don't see winning it because they've always had it. I honestly feel it has to go down to Tamina and Natalia, and because Tamina can't concept or can't comprehend a single thought process to come up with something on her own uniquely, <laughs> she just took herself out of the running. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a Natalia win because Ellsworth is going to probably try and climb the ladder. Daniel Bryan's music's going to hit. He's going to throw Ellsworth out. Everyone's distracted, and the little cat lady's going to climb up the ladder and grab a briefcase. Does Lana Does Lana get involved at all? Yeah, she wasn't added to this for whatever reason. Well, because she's feuding with Naomi. Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't that be the ultimate payoff? She get the briefcase and then I'm, just challenge her to some fights and always be looming in the corner? We've said it. We've said it multiple times on today's show, Jess. Um, this is the WWE we're talking about. That while that would be interesting, that is definitely not what we're gonna get. 
Yeah, there's no way Daniel Bryan comes out saying, there's no rule saying someone else can't grab the belt, interfere, give it to somebody, or the briefcase and give it to somebody else to where they're going to stop Ellsworth from doing it just so Lana can do it. Well, Lana would would win it, and she would win it. It wouldn't be... I think that was the big... Um, how, how do you do about the whole controversy was the fact that... Oh, so you're telling me women can have a ladder match, but a man can't win it? <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I'm saying... That sounds I'm sexist, saying, WWE. I'm, I'm saying a woman, oh, a woman could interfere and win it for herself. <laughs> Why do we have rules? <laughs> what is this? Is this literally Vietnam? So, okay, so before you joined Dapper, I kind of teased it with Jess on the pre-show... Uh, we, we were going to kind of, uh, troll you and, uh, and end this, uh, end this recap because both, both episodes were kind of, uh, kind of ho-hum. I would say they were both like solid C's. Like they didn't, yeah. they weren't the worst. They weren't the best. I think that, that we can all agree on that. But, uh, is, is, is it time to give the show a break? I mean, it, these, these, uh, these shows weren't, uh, weren't, weren't. Uh, they weren't five stars. How about we say that? <laughs> yeah, we're we're no. thinking it's time for us to move. These the shows team. haven't been five stars since the moment Steve Austin walked off Raw and Dwayne Johnson walked off SmackDown. <laughs> they stopped being five stars. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, no. Uh, we're we're just kidding. We're gonna continue our podcast. Uh, kayfabe is not dead and we're gonna wrap up this episode uh we should continue our podcast but be like you know what when raw and smackdown improve and intrigue us we'll review it until then we'll review ready to rumble yeah. <laughs> well and i was gonna bring up maybe we need to uh talk about new japan because uh holy crap Okada There's and Omega. There's no reason not to talk about New Japan. Okada and Omega, um, they instantly remind me how amazing wrestling can be, and yeah. and, and it makes well, me. Well, hey, I mean, they had a six-star match, and the fact that they let um, Jim Ross commentate on it, it went up to a seven-star match. <laughs> yeah, and may maybe maybe we'll definitely uh, need to discuss that soon. Um, but uh, yeah, if you uh, for those listening. You know, give us a suggestion and uh, let us know. Should we continue? Uh, should we? Is, is this going to be like a like a, a masochistic thing where we're forced to <laughs> to recap every uh, Raw and SmackDown, even though they haven't been great? Or uh, should we be doing other things like uh, reviewing Ready to Rumble, like Dapper wants to do? Um... <laughs> Let's just say this, CJ. Your your avatar picture on your Skype is the perfect example of why this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, definitely uh, give us a like, a, a subscribe if you like what we're doing. Uh, hit us up on email or uh, or our blog. Uh, definitely shoot us a comment wherever. And uh, if you're listening to the, uh, the audio on uh, our archive feed or our iTunes, uh, shoot us a review on iTunes. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And uh, with that, and we're going to... Don't gonna... forget... Follow us on Facebook at Kfabes apostrophe s, not dead. And uh, champ, I'll I'll let you sign us off. Any any last words from the champ? Any last words from the champ? Uh, yeah, tune in next week. I think we're gonna have some new stuff for you, and hopefully the shows improve.
what can we say? We're working towards it, and hopefully WWE is too.